We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Friday. It's April 22nd. It is 2022. It is a 13-game baseball slate. It's not Friday the 13th, but there are 13 baseball games that we're going to talk about here on today's podcast. I'm joined by my good buddy, Will Priester, Chief Just So Six. Chief, what's happening, my friend? Uh, nothing much, man. Doing fine. Just... Uh... Uh, still seeing some, some NBA. So hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully things fall my way, man. I, I, I need Jalen Brunson back in the game in the most precious way. If he can just get back in this game somehow, I'd be incredibly grateful. <laughs> well, I hope that works out for you. Um, baseball, I mean, baseball morning slate. Went okay. It could have went a lot better. Um, you know, Blackman, Blackburn, and Ryan kind of did their thing and made a couple teams with the two of them instead of using C's. But I did have C's. Um, I built four teams. I had them on two of my four teams. So, I mean, those teams didn't do well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Yankees kind of stinking didn't work either. But ready to – Talk some baseball again today. Like I said, 13 games. So we're going to jump right in. We have so much to talk about and so much to cover here. That we're just going to jump in. We start with San Francisco at Washington. No total out for this game yet. It sounds right now that it's going to be Tyler Beatty and Patrick Corbin. Uh, any interest here in Tyler Beatty? Oh. Uh not not really i uh, i just i just can't see it i nope not gonna t- not gonna have enough pitches i mean definitely not doing it yeah i mean this is a guy that's kind of been working out of the bullpen here and it sounds like it's gonna be a bullpen type of day for the giants and 
I mean, this guy pitched on Thursday. So, you know, if they do kind of start him here, I would be shocked. Um, so I think this is one of those scenarios where we're going to potentially see someone else start for San Francisco and we just don't have that starter yet. Um, so kind of just pay attention for that. And then Patrick Corbin on the other side of this game, Corbin is a guy that can get some strikeouts. Um, my biggest concern for Corbin is, you know, obviously the guy gives up a ton of hard hits and struggles with righties and, I want to see the lineup. This could be a pretty decent lineup for him. This is a team that has a lot of lefties. So this might be the first time all year that I'm actually a little interested in Patrick Corbin. Um, I mean, I was interested in Corbin, I think. Was it the last start? I th- Was he facing uh, Pittsburgh? Was it the last start? So, there was someone he was facing the last start. Yeah, it was Pittsburgh. And I was slightly interested Um from a props perspective, still didn't get there. They had him at four and a half. I took the over. He ended with four and 92 pitches, uh, 5.1 innings. I think I'm going to pass on Corbin here. 6,700, it's somewhat appealing to me. And I just kind of want to look at the Giants lineup again. Like, if they do roll out this left-handed heavy lineup, I mean, they can get – some righties in there. So, I mean, if there are the righties in the lineup, uh, I definitely have more interest in the righties of the bats, but uh, let's talk bats here. San Francisco uh, rough should be in the lineup. He's a guy with big ISO numbers uh, against left-handed pitching. So he's obviously very interesting here. Um, the other guy that I want to see in the lineup here, cause he's 2,400 is Austin Slater. Um, he's someone that has good power numbers against left-handed pitching. So, the only thing about Austin Slater is he might get like pinch hit for for like a Jock Peterson or somebody later in the game, but I do think at his price it's kind of worth the risk. Um, any Giants that you like here? Um, I, I, I honestly just kind of like them as a stack, Stevie. With you know, I I don't trust Corbin enough against a team that should hit fairly well in the spot. If that makes any sense, I I, I just don't trust him enough. So. Um, I, I'm kind of in a in a stack scenario here with the Giants against Corbin. I, I don't I don't even mind the lefty lefty spot for for Belt, who will probably not garner a lot of ownership. Same thing for Brandon Crawford. Uh, but you know when when you look at these prices, you know you got to pay for them. Crawford's fifty one, you know Belt's fifty five, and I think that's what would possibly deter me. But other than that, though, I I do like the Giants against Corbin. Um, I mean, it's tough to talk about Washington here because we really don't know who's going to be pitching for the Giants. But, I mean, Juan Soto, always someone you could look at. Nelson Cruz, um, Thomas Hernandez. Like, depending on who's starting here, it's definitely um, someone that's super interesting. Yeah, I think, you know, Soto is going to be fine regardless. He's 6K. You got to pay for him. Um, same thing with Josh Bell. Josh Bell's been okay uh, to start the season as well. Steven, he's not going to, you know, crank out double-digit fantasy performances every day, but neither is anybody else. And he, he's been he's been very respectable. So um, I, I think Bell is Bell is in play as well. I'm not you know, I'm not really on Washington completely, but but Soto and Bell are are, are for sure good plays. All right, moving along here, we got Milwaukee at Philadelphia. This game has an eight total. The Phillies are a 125 favorite. We got Freddie Peralta going up against Ranger Suarez. Um, any interest here in Freddie Peralta? Man, I don't I don't hate I don't hate Peralta here. I was hoping, Stevie, we we would get one Freddie Peralta start with him against the Pittsburgh Pirates. That just that just did come to fruition. That would have been a nice get right spot for him. Uh, but yeah, I don't I don't think I want to take Peralta against Philly. He's, he hasn't looked good so far. It's been a little off. Um, you know, struggled against Chicago, struggled against St. Louis, and Philly. You know, Philly's going to have their struggles as well. But I think I'm going to hold off and let's just see how how it goes here. Yeah, I mean, if there was ever a matchup for Freddie Peralta, it was his last matchup against the Cardinals. They're a right-handed heavy team. 
he's very good against righties. So, I mean, that was kind of the spot for a get right spot. I will say Philly's kind of struggled in cores a little bit. So, I mean, he, he's, he's somewhat interesting here just because like he's so much cheaper than some of these other guys on this slate, but I don't think I end up on him today. Um, I can tell you for certain that I'm not paying 8K for Ranger Soros. Oh yeah, Ranger staying on the shelf until he gets right as well. And I don't, I don't hate it. Um, I really don't hate the spot. Like Milwaukee hasn't been some juggernaut team, and we saw that he kind of got going a little bit against Miami at 78 pitches. Um, so I, I don't hate the spot, but I, I, I don't. I think I'm going to pass until he until he really gets going here. Yeah, I just my problem is he's so expensive. He's 8k and like they're Adamus, Renfro, McCutcheon, um Kane, guys that hit left-handed pitching well. Um so Hera, Hera, you know, is another guy that like if he's in the lineup, he could be another guy. So I think looking at Milwaukee bats, um, ton of interest in Renfro at 4,600, ton of interest in Andrew McCutcheon at 4,200. Those would be my favorite two bats, but I mean, they're on the road here facing a lefty. I could definitely see stacking the Brewers here. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, the Brewers are just a weird team to me so far, Stevie. They, they haven't seemingly hit well all season, but you, you got to think McCutcheon's going to come around. Adamus will come around. Renfro's going to come around. Like you, you got to think those guys are going to come around. So uh, hopefully um, it, it all comes together for them in the end. I, I think this is a good spot for them for sure. On the Philadelphia side of things, I mean, they're expensive. Like they're still priced like they're in cores but I don't think a lot of people are going to play them against Peralta. And he, you know, he's obviously someone like you said, has been struggling to start the year. The Cardinals just put up six runs against him. Um, so I don't mind maybe looking at like a low owned Philly stack here, but that's the only way I think I'm playing Philly at these prices. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not playing Philly. Uh, mostly. I mean, it's not a, I, <laughs> It's, it's weird because I don't want to play Peralta, Peralta against Philly, but I also don't want to play Philly against Peralta. It's just it's just like a weird conundrum. All right, we got Cleveland at New York. Eli Morgan against Jamison Tyon. No total in this game. Uh, let's start here with Eli Morgan. I mean, again, a guy that doesn't seem to be stretched out facing the Yankees. In Yankee Stadium, this is a pass for me. Yeah, definitely not playing Eli Morgan. Like, you can just forget it. Negative, okay? Negative. And I think the, the same kind of goes here for Jamison Tyon. They don't seem like they're going to let him go deep into games right now. Um, you know, very, very big kids gloves with him and Tyon's lost a little bit of his strikeout stuff. He still has a 12% swinging strike rate. He still has a 23% K rate. But, I mean, this Cleveland lineup, they're they're really solid, um, just up and down, especially against right-handed pitching. We saw them, you know, kind of get to the Dylan C's on yesterday's slate, and I think C's is a much better pitcher than Tyon. So I think I'm going to pass here at 7,200. Yeah, um, same thing here. I can't do it. I just this pitching on this slate, Stevie. It's it's very. Uh, let's see, how can we say this? Very blah in certain spots. Definitely not taking Tyon at seventy-two, who doesn't have the strikeout upside of Dylan Cease. Yeah. Um, any interest here in the Cleveland bats? Yeah, I, I do have some interest, Mister Quan. Man, is he ever going to strike out? He just keeps hitting the ball. I mean, gosh, man, just does not strike out at all. So I I like Quan. Jose Ramirez should be in a good spot here. Um, 
you know, Josh Neal is another guy that's fairly low strikeout, and you got some Fran Mill Reyes power. Uh, love this spot for them. Other side of this game, the Yankees, I mean, here we go again. I mean, this is another spot that I'll, I'll take some shots on the Yankees, just kind of hoping that this offense is going to wake up. Uh, you know, Eli Morgan is a average strikeout pitcher. Um, and, and I think that's kind of fair. You know, he sitting around 22%, but it's much higher against righties and lefties. And I mean, just the hard hits, 54% fly balls. Like, I mean, this sets up as a great Yankee stack if this team can just wake up. Yeah. I mean, a lot of good bats here. Eli Morgan. Um, this this should be a hittable spot for them, right? Like if you look at, you know, his most recent start, very limited pitches. They'll probably get a little bit of bullpen. Like it, it should be a good spot. Um, you know, you you look up and down this lineup and you feel like Judge and Rizzo's a guy I typically like the roster, but Judge Rizzo, Stanton, Donaldson, Gallo, but they've got big bats, Stevie. Not just bats, big bats here that can get going. Um, but you got to pay for him. You know, Judge is 54, Stanton is 51. Gallo is 36, Stevie, uh, but we know what he's capable of doing. He's going to strike out a bunch, but uh, hopefully, you know, he, hopefully he, he gets there. I mean, I think at that price, you have, you have to play him. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm playing him until he homers now. <laughs> I'm pot committed. Um, I mean, he's just too cheap for the power. And yesterday – Three points when, yeah, just, I, I mean, I'm going to, I'm just going to keep doing it at this point. So here we go again with Joey Gallo, Boston at Tampa Bay, eight and a half total in this game. And Tampa is a 140 favorite. We got Waka against Kluber. Uh, any interest here in Michael Waka? Mm, no, <laughs> I'm not playing Michael Waka. Uh, especially not against uh, um, the Tampa Bay Rays. I, I think these guys have a chance to really light him up today. He stays on the shelf. I mean, strikeout rate's a little bit better to start the season, but it's still very early in the season, oh, I, so it's it's really yeah. tough to kind of – It's early. <laughs> and, and, like, to, to be fair to the point, too, he faced Minnesota and Detroit, so – there's plenty of strikeouts in both of those lineups. He's struggling with command um, still. So I think this is a, this is a tough spot for Michael Walker. And I just don't know if he's going to throw enough pitches in general to get there in the spot. So Corey Kluber, 9,600, 87 and, and 75 pitches in his first two starts. Um, he's just, he's expensive, man. It's, the Red Sox lineup. They're obviously dealing with a couple injuries here. JD Martinez, um, they said that he's likely not going to play in this game. So we kind of already know that we're probably not going to see JD Martinez here, but I still think his lineup's good enough that I don't want to pay 9,600 for Kluber. Yeah, for sure. I uh, don't want to do that. And listen, we saw Kevin Galsman just really mold this team down today. Corey Kluber. Excuse me, people. Corey Kluber was Kevin Galsman. Uh, he's not he's not that guy anymore. Um, and I still, you know, believe in him as, as a professional, like, right, you know, Corey Cooper garners respect, but his strikeout stuff isn't nearly as good as what it used to be um, for that price. Corey Cooper sits on the shelf. feel like I'm fading a lot of pitchers, Stevie, uh, but don't worry. Some are coming that we will want to play. It's a 13-game slate. There's plenty of pitching on the slate. <laughs> um, Boston Bats, anything standing out to you for the Red Sox? Uh, just probably I'm just basically home run hunting with Boston. Um, I think you can pretty much take Raphael Devers against anyone now. And he's probably my main bat. Definitely not stock stacking Boston, but a, some Devers one-off action is, is for sure in the cards. Yeah. I mean, Devers, I think is very playable at 5,200. I don't mind Xander Bogarts. He's kind of splits neutral, so he's a guy that has power against both both lefties and righties. So those would be my two favorites. And then on the Tampa side, I mean, I think they're in, they're stackable here. You know, you got to pay up for Lau and Franco. 
but the rest of the stacks under 5k um i think there's some good pieces here choice kind of cheap um yeah i mean they're they're kind of setting up here as a potential stack i just wish this game wasn't in tampa yeah i mean for me man i'm not even worried about that part today like i i i just like the spot in general so brandon Lau, franco all those guys and the thing is man steve we keep all the bats that we like you know we got to pay for them right um you look at wanda franco or franco he's 5300 Brandon Lau, 5,400, right? Arena is 4,800. Um, and then at that point, we just kind of have to mix and match. I can't believe Mike Zanino is 4,200. 4, he's going to strike out five times. I, I can't believe it. Yeah, I mean, Zanino, he just, he'll eventually get going. He will. Um, you know, spring training, man. We've seen hitters really kind of struggle to start the season so it's tough to say colorado at detroit seven and a half total in this game and it's kind of a pick em game uh the tigers in some books is like 140 so we'll say tigers 140 some books has it a pick em, but we got sensatella going up against scoble um any interest here in sensatella uh no zero yeah, I don't really have any interest in him either, even going up against um, Detroit. Uh, Scoble, on the other hand, he got 90 pitches his last time out. This is a guy that has some big-time strikeout stuff. So I actually have a lot of interest here in Tark Scoble. I mean, I, I – you sell me on Scoble, Steve. I, I need you to sell me here. I know what he did to Kansas City. I also saw what he did to Chicago. I, I need you to sell me on it. Well, White Sox, White Sox over the last three seasons have been one of the top teams against left-handed pitching. This dude, 26% K rate, 7% walk rate since the start of last season. Struggles with power righties. Well, I mean, if you're looking at the Colorado lineup, CJ Crone, Connor Joe, sure. Chris Bryant, sure. After that, the rest of the lineup stinks. Um, I just think strikeout ceiling wise this is one guy that i'll be looking at a strikeout prop and i think at 8600 no one's gonna play him so he was just someone that's on my list for today yeah i i get i mean i get it i don't i don't trust him i um i don't trust any pitcher (laughs) (laughs) i mean i I don't trust uh, any pitcher at any day listen i've got a guy that i'm gonna play I'm, i'm gonna take a shot on and we'll we'll see how it goes, and you probably know who it is. And, and if you don't, we will we will find out soon enough. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm mostly I'm mostly off the pitches in this game for sure. I mean, we get spots like Corbin Burns against the Pirates, and like, all right, oh, you take it. You, you, you have take to take spots, it. But, uh, watch the weather in this game. The weather could potentially be bad, so that could potentially hurt my Scoble call, but. Um, as far as the Colorado bats, as much as I like Scoble here for tournaments, I don't mind stacking against him. Um, he is someone that struggles with power righty. So Crone, Joe, Bryant. Um, I don't know if I full five man stack this game, but I definitely like maybe a little mini stack here with Colorado. Yeah, for sure. Um, they have Gritchett too. Maybe I don't like Scoble as much. I forgot they have Gritchett too. They can get, they can get five deep here with righties. Yeah. I mean, if, if, just just having a deal, if you say Connor Joe, Bryant, Crone, right? You talked about Gritchett. Brendan Rodgers is down there. It it can get ugly real fast. Uh, I, I'm with you. I, I don't mind, like you said, I don't mind a little mini stack for sure. Um, you know, I guess we'll, we'll see what the weather's going to be like there. But um, Chris Bryant is uh, – he's just 4,600, Stevie. Like, he's not – like he he feels like a great tournament play today at that price. Yeah, I mean, 4600 for Bryant. You pair him with Joe and Crone. Yeah, it's a little pricey. But then you get Rogers at 3400 and then you get Grichik at 3100 and the overall stack price is actually not that bad. Yeah, for sure. That's what I'm saying. 
feels um, like the winner to me. Detroit. I mean, I don't love Detroit here, but Sensatella is a very hittable pitcher. So like Meadows at 7,200 or Candelario at 4,100 or even like a Grossman at 3,600. I don't, I don't want to stack Detroit, but I definitely don't mind looking at some of these bats here. Um, Miggy one hit away from 3,000. That's kind of cool, but it's, it's coming. I just I can't pay thirty five hundred for Miggy. Sorry, <laughs> pass. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Can't do it. Won't do it. That's right. All right, we got Miami at Atlanta. This game has an eight and a half total, and the Braves are a one sixty favorites. We have Rogers going up against Kyle Wright. Uh, any interest here in Trevor Rogers? Um. Man, I feel like I should because I feel like the talent is there. I can't do it against my Braves. Just can't do it. I mean, they're one of the best hitting teams in baseball against left-handed pitching. So uh, it's not like Trevor Rogers has started the season off on the right foot either. Um, they they got a day off too for that West Coast travel back to the East Coast. So I think the Braves will be kind of locked in here and – I just don't think this is the right spot for Trevor Rogers. We're going to play him this year. We are, but we're going to play him more at home in good spots than in, in a spot like this. And then Kyle Wright on the other side of this game. I mean, he puts up 25 plus in this spot more than likely, right? It's Miami. The lineup's a little bit better in general, but there's still plenty of missing pieces in this lineup. And like they added Solaire, he's a big strikeout guy. So I think Kyle Wright just kind of cruises in this game. Yeah, there you go. That's that's basically those are those are my thoughts exactly. And I told you I had a guy I wanted to play that I was considering. And let's hope that the the cow right that we've grown to grown to know and love after two two starts uh, shows up today, Stevie. And if he gets anything close to what he's done the past two starts, I'm excited. So um, I don't like the price. I I wish Kyle Wright was still maybe. I feel like they jumped his price too much, right? Like, he pretty much went from 6 or 7K to 9K. If he was 8K, I would have felt a lot better. The $9,300 price tag is what scares me some, but I think we got to roll the dice here against the Miami Marlins. Yeah, and I don't really have any interest in the Miami bats here. Sure, you could potentially stack them to make your lineups different, but, yeah, that's really it. Yep, not doing it. Atlanta, I mean, Albies is 4,600. That's a great price tag. But the guy that is really standing out to me um, is Ozuna. He's 3K going up against the lefty. I was like, I couldn't remember. But yeah, 3K. Duvall is 2,400. What is DraftKings doing with this pricing? Um, Braves are going to make for an excellent excellent mini or full stack on the slate. Yeah. Love the Braves. I mean, like I said, I, I do believe in the talent level of Rogers, but man, you know, you've talked about it. Ozuna, 3K, Duval, 2,400. Um, I think these guys going to play. I know Austin Riley is out. Swanson's 2,500, Stevie. Albies is 46. Uh, D'Arno is 2200 The Braves are well underpriced. This is how I think you can really – and I think a lot of people could be playing the Braves because of these prices today. And, and it's the right call. It's the right call. Yeah. Um, just – they're too cheap. They're going to be popular. No doubt about it. Even on a big slate like this where ownership will be spread out, they're going to have ownership. But I don't worry about ownership as much on a 13-game slate. I just kind of play the guys that I like. And maybe that's not doing it right. Blender will probably be like, what are you doing? I'm, I'm moving on is what I'm doing. I got White Sox and Twins, eight total in this game. Um, pick them game. We have Uber against Kopech. Uh, any interest here in Michael Kopech? Man, I want to have some interest, Stevie, because I feel like the talent is there. Did go up in pitches. 
Um, I don't think I want to. I don't want to roll the dice too much in this spot. Um, Minnesota has some guys that are going to strike out, but they also have some guys that are going to hit. Losing Bucks in the course is a big deal. Um, I think I'd be sprinkling Kopech in if I um, if I'm running 150. I'm for sure sprinkling Kopech in 10, 15 percent. Yeah, I love him here. I mean, you know, we saw him a little in 2018 and he didn't have it yet. Like the talent has always been there. First round draft pick. He has an above average slider by a large margin. Um, And last year we saw him for 69 innings and 69 innings. He had 103 strikeouts, Um, 13.37 K per nine fly ball pitcher, big strikeout guy. Facing a team with a ton of strikeouts in the lineup, I love Kopech here. Um, he's probably my favorite pitcher on the slate. So, if I'm looking, if I'm looking for boom bust, and I'm looking at this Minnesota lineup, Sano, Garlic, Jeffers, Gordon, all over, you know, 25 to 30 percent strikeout rates. If Gary Sanchez is in the lineup, he's a huge strikeout guy. If Larnich is in the lineup, he's a huge strikeout guy. Kopech has monster upside here if they give him 85 pitches. And I don't think 85 pitches is crazy if he's pitching really well. So love Michael Kopech in this spot. Um, And then Bailey over on the other side of this game, pretty solid start. Um, Struggled a little bit against the Red Sox, but overall didn't have a bad game. Uh, Pitched pretty well against Seattle. Just the pitch count is a little worrisome here. I think he's a little pricey. If he was a little bit cheaper, I maybe maybe he's in the conversation more, but I think the price is a little too much. Yeah, I um I'm I'm not playing uh cope uh over here, excuse me. Uh he I think he's more of a prop play, you know, in certain spots. Like last spot, I think I took him over 14 and a half pitching outs, but you know, that I don't think he'll come back in at that this time. But at 8800 if I had to choose between him and Ranger Suarez right now, I'd probably just take Suarez and I'm not playing Suarez. So definitely not playing Bailey. Yeah. I mean, it's not, he's a big fly ball guy with a good strikeout rate against righties. So there's enough lefties in this lineup. I think kind of keeps me off of him. So uh, looking at the white Sox bats here, I, I mean, Grindall is 4,200. I know he's off to kind of a slow start this season, but I think he's a catcher with some power upside. I wish they would bat Gavin Sheets a little bit higher because I do think he has some upside in this spot. Um, Any interest in the White Sox here? Yeah, slight interest. I don't don't know if I want to stack them. I think this is another spot where I am uh, somewhat hunting for home runs. You know, Gavin Sheets, you talked about him. He's a guy that – I, I, you know, kind of been playing because, excuse me, guys, I'm so sorry, long week. He's typically pretty cheap. He's 4,400 now, Stevie, like totally different scenario here. Um, so I, I think if you're playing the White Sox, like Yasmani Grandal is down to 4,200. Like that's the price I can get behind at catcher now. Uh, you know, they've got um, Lurie Garcia who kind of bats at the bottom of the lineup, but if you're going to stack this team and you kind of like some of the wraparound stuff, then uh, if Garcia happens to be in, like he's a guy could be in the nine spot, seven, eight spot, something like that. And he did play yesterday. So he might not play today, but um, you know, he's all over the lineup at any rate. I do like him as well. Eloy, this whole team, I, I like it with, with Robert out, um, you know, opens it up for a lot, some of the, a lot of these cheaper pieces to, to be in there. Uh, any interest here in the Minnesota bets? I do. I do have some interest in Minnesota, Stevie. Um, when I look at um, Kopech, obviously I'm going to probably try to target some lefties here. Um, and so, man, if we can, can we get Max Kepler going, Stevie? Because you know he's not going to. I don't think he's going to play every day, but at 3K, I mean, I'm I'm very interested. I feel very com- confident that Arias is going to play at 3K. I feel very confident that Polanco is going to play. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to roll with those guys. Yeah, 
I'm I'm huge on Kopech here, so I don't think I'd be looking at Minnesota a lot. But if I was going to play Minnesota, it'd kind of be like a hedge stack. So, all right, we got Toronto at Houston. Nine total most books here. And, I mean, the odds are kind of all over the place, but we'll just say Astros minus 160. Uh, we got Ross Stripling going up against Justin Verlander. Um, any interest here in stripling? Nope. Yeah, I got nothing. Nothing. Verlander going up against this Toronto offense, um, coming off of an absolutely dominating performance against Seattle. Eight innings, no earned runs, eight strikeouts, no walks, mid-season form in that last start, but it was Seattle, and that Seattle lineup is not great. Um, he is 39 years old now. Like he's getting up there, ten five. <laughs> he's ten five. He is the highest price pitcher on the slate. Are we playing Justin Verlander today? Oh man, Steve against Toronto, it feels very yucky. Um, and it's not that I actually think he's going to have a bad start. Like that's that's not how I feel about this situation, Steve. I I, I don't think he ends up with some bad spot start. Uh, at 10-5, though, do we think he's going to outscore the other pitchers enough? I don't think so. Not against Toronto. So I'm, I'm taking the fade. Yeah, I mean, looking uh, – if he's going to be low-owned, the talent is way too high for me not to have interest. So if people are not playing him because he's facing Toronto and he is the most highest-priced pitcher on the slate, all right, I might be interested in um, – so I kind of want to look at his ownership here for sure. Um, outside of that, though, looking at Toronto bats, Springer's kind of banged up right now. He got hit by a pitch in the arm the other night. I'd be shocked if he's not in the lineup facing his old team here. Um, <laughs> but Toronto is not cheap going against Justin Verlander. I don't see myself using Toronto here. Right. It's, it's the same conundrum I'm in with uh Peralta and and um who's Peralta facing today jeez um who's Peralta facing today Stevie I'm sorry anyway I I don't want I don't want to yeah Philly I don't want to play Verlander but I also don't want to play Toronto I feel like they neutralize each other uh yeah definitely want to want to fade them both yeah, and I mean, as far as Ross Stripling is concerned, I want to pick on this dude. Um, somewhat reverse splits, but I mean, he still struggles against lefties too. But he he is reverse splits as far as like power goes against righties. Gives up he he just gives up home runs in bunches. He just in bunches. So I have a ton of interest here in Jordan Alvarez. I like Bregman, um, Michael Brantley, our boy. He's a little pricey today though. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what this lineup looks like without Altuve in there. Uh, you know, he's on the IL. So I'm guessing, I'm guessing we'll get someone cheap in the, in the lineup for Houston. So, I mean, it would make the stack a little bit easier if you're looking at this Houston stack and, you know, they're kind of pricey. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, you know, if you're, So my boy Brantley's going to be in there, we know, right? It'd probably like be he, Diaz. Diaz will probably play second because Pena's been playing you, short. You think, Lemons, you think that's what they're going to do? <sighs> Could McCormick play second? I don't know if Chaz McCormick can play second or not. Yeah, you're right. If, if, I mean, I'm thinking I was just looking at their Diaz active – I'm just looking at their active roster and – depending on like if they call someone up or not, I just don't see who like that extra because Joe Perez is more of like, and he, he's got option down recently. So maybe they call him back up, but um, I think it's probably going to be Diaz. I don't know. Tough to say. Yeah. I, I, I can roll with that. Cause Diaz would kind of fill in, you know, all around second and short when uh, Korea would be out. And, and the, so I, I can get with that. I, I think I can get with that. I was just trying to think. Oh, they have – oh, you know who we're, th- we're we're not thinking of, but I don't know if he's up right now. Hold on. 
Um, Nico Goodrum is in this. Yeah, he's up with the hit. It'd probably be Nico Goodrum and Diaz playing second base while two is out. Yeah. I forgot okay. all about Nico Goodrum here for what it's worth. Yeah, all good. All good. And he's 3,600. Yeah, he's cheap. Cheap enough to potentially play him. Not a great hitter. All right. Moving on, though, we got Baltimore, Adelaide taking on the Angels. Eight and a half total in this one. And the Angels, a big favorite here, minus 190. We got Zimmerman going up against Dietmers. Um, any interest here in Bruce Zimmerman? No. I mean, uh, <laughs> I have done, okay, I'll, I'll say this. I've done crazier things. Um, I, <laughs> I don't know what to think so far. Cause I mean, he just pitched really well against the Yankees. And I just don't he know did. if like, if it's the Yankees struggling or is he doing something different? Um, so I mean, this guy does not grade out as a good pitcher. Is it bat, back end bolt, bolt or <laughs> like, I just, you're just, sometimes you're just like, all right, well, what's the difference? So I'm looking really quick. Um, so he's averaging around 90 miles an hour in both the starts. And last year he averaged 90, 91. So, I mean, he's not throwing harder. I, I have no interest in Zimmerman. I think we're going to see some regression here with these numbers. Yeah. Sure. Like, I just can't do it, man. I, I, and I, I know the Angels lineup, like, really makes this whole scenario intriguing. Like, like you got to think that, right, Stevie? Like, this lineup makes it very intriguing. But I, as soon as we think Zimmerman is there, he's done. He'll, he's going to go out here to LA and get rocked. Well, and like Mike Trout's supposed to be back in the lineup for this game too. They have Stassi, they have Rendon, yeah. uh, Joe Odell, like they Adele, you know, they have right-handed hitters and enough right-handed hitters. Like even Kurt Suzuki is a very usable right-handed hitter. So I think they have enough here. And I mean, this dude had a 35% hard hit rate in 64 innings last year. He has a 16% hard hit rate this year. All right, show me show me this in a couple weeks because I think we're gonna see some regression. Sierra is three point five, where the ERA is zero. Like, show show me this in a couple weeks. So I don't really have any interest here in Zimmerman. Um, Reed Dietmer is on the other side of this game. I mean, we've seen some lefties do well against this team, but the pitch count is the thing that's kind of all over the place. The command is all over the place. I think Demers is someone you kind of look at as a strikeout prop. If he can come in at like four and a half, I think you take the over on that. Yeah, for sure. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. At 7,700, you know, for a guy that probably will give up a run or two, right? Um, and, and probably won't go – well, I don't know. Because he's facing Baltimore, he could possibly get the six innings, but it, it – I, you know, he throws a lot some... of pitches though. He's not a guy that like right. pitches ahead of batters a lot. So, I mean, he throws a right. lot of pitches. So uh, yeah. I I'm would be shocked if he sport. goes more than five innings. Yeah. I, I'm not playing for what it's worth. I do want to see a strikeout prop. I'll, I'll say that because Baltimore is a team that strikes out really, really high against left-handed pitching. So I do want to see a strikeout prop. Uh, as far as the Baltimore bats go, I mean, they're cheap. They're really cheap. Um, with the Braves potentially being like chalky cheap team, I mean, I don't mind a Hayes, Mancini, like throw in a, another righty like a, a Mountcastle or someone along those lines and making a little three-man here. Yeah, for sure. Just um, as like a pivot off the chalk. Yeah, don't don't hate that at all. Um, you Man, like you said, man, twenty seven hundred. Yeah, cheap righties. I, I I don't hate it. I don't hate it. You can stack them with the Braves. I will say this: with these cheap teams, that probably makes me a little bit more interested in Verlander, right? Like, I don't necessarily want to play Verlander, but I still feel like Verlander's safe for like twenty. It's kind of one of those pay up to get Verlander because we can get a really good cheap offense with maybe a not so good, really cheap offense. 
mix those two together with a good quality pitcher, and, and I think we, we could get some good stuff out of it. Uh, Angels, bats here. I mean, if Trout's back in the lineup, he's obviously one of the top hitters on the entire slate. Um, Rendon, 4,500. That's a fantastic price tag for him. If, if, if Suzuki and Stassi are both in the lineup, I don't mind Suzuki at 3K. That's cheap for a catcher that has a little bit of pop, and he is someone that's good with left-handed pitching. So um, either one of these catchers, I just want Suzuki because he's cheaper. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, you talked about it. And Suzuki, you know, I always talk to Dave about this, but he was a part of uh, Dave's uh, Hitting is Good article that he wrote a while back. And as part of it was based around Kurt Suzuki. So I uh, I, I don't ever mind a, mind a little bit of Kurt. All right, we are at Mets and Diamondbacks. We are chugging along here, and we got an eight and a half total in this one, and the Mets are a 125 favorite. We have Peterson going up against Zach Gullen. Uh, any interest here in David Peterson? Oh, man, I, I, I don't think I can do it. I just... God, I feel like a lot of these pitchers, I don't want to play him. He's 9K as well, Steve. 9K. I can't do it. I, I just can't. I think the spot is okay for Peterson. I just uh, – his DraftKings price is a lot. Uh, I just – I'm going to pass at 9K. Maybe he'll prove me wrong, but I just don't see the ceiling here. And and even Zach Gollin on the other side of this game – this is only going to be his second start of the season where we're starting to see guys in their third starts. Um, uh, just for me, you know, looking at the Mets lineup overall, Alonzo and Lindor, Marte, Escobar, McNeil, Nimmo, enough good hitters in this lineup for me to be off of Gollum here. Yeah, I can't do it. And we've seen, Stevie, what the Mets have been able to do to, you know, somewhat good pitching you know, from time to time, um, you know, even today, like Desclafani, but Desclafani is an elite. He's not terrible. And I mean, they just, they just went to town quickly. It, it was, I mean, you looked around and they already scored four or five runs. It was crazy. So this is a professional hitting team. Um, and when it gets warmer, they're going to be rolling. So I, I'm not playing Zach Gallen today. Yeah, great lineup. Just, you know, and this is a very stackable team. They're just expensive. We don't have a ton of cheap pitching on this slate, but we do have some cheap bats. Um, I definitely like the Mets in this spot. And, and old man Robinson Cano is just sitting out there every day too, Stevie. He's still with this team as well. <laughs> old man chilling, Robinson man. Cano. Yeah, just on the roster. I'll play sometimes, guys. Yeah, just let me chill. I'll, I'll take it when you need me. Um. Yeah, I mean, I definitely like the Mets. And then on the Arizona side, Kettle Marte, 5K. You know, he's someone that we expect to do better than he is. Um, he was someone that was very high on on Thursday's slate and just even in a great spot. So he's kind of off to a slow start this season. Uh, but, I mean, there are some cheap bats here for Arizona to look at. Kelly's 3,400 if he's in the lineup. Walker is 3K, uh, cheap first base power bat. So I don't mind looking at some power here for Arizona. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, Marte is going to turn this thing around. I got to think, right, Stevie? Like, do you remember, I don't think it was last season. I think it was the season before last when Jose Ramirez was just struggling for like, felt like the whole beginning of the season. And it was like, hey, just hang in there. Just hang in there. It's going to turn. It's going to turn. And that's how I feel about Ketel Marte. Like, at some point, he, he's going to crank it up here, and the fantasy points are just going to start rolling in. So uh, he's definitely someone, even at 5K, kind of kind of a nice one-off play that I think he can get to. Um, and then you look at, in terms of their, their total lineup, right, Christian Walker's there at 3K. I, I don't hate that against David Peterson. I'm not saying he's the best hitter in the world, but a little mini stack, you know, Matt Davidson, 2K, like this, 
it, it's cheap enough where you can mix and match and go home right hitting with these cheap, cheap bats for sure. Kansas City at Seattle. Seven and a half total in this game, and the Mariners a 140 favorites. We got Brad Keller against Chris Flexen. Um, Brad Keller, solid start to the year. He's faced Cleveland, Detroit. He's pitched well in both of those outings. Um, the Seattle lineup, not 100% right now. I mean, I think he's in play. Wish he was a little bit cheaper. Maybe he's cheaper on like a Yahoo or something, but I think he's in a good spot. I just don't. This might be one of those games that like I'm looking at under half a run on prize picks for like the first inning type of game. Yeah, I, I mean, if if you told me right now Brad Keller is going to give me 21 fantasy or 20 fantasy points at 8200, I think I'd take it on this slate. And that's kind of how I feel about him. Like I don't think he's going to have an upside game because I don't think that's his his pitching style, but I think he can get the 20 fantasy points if everything breaks his way. And I, I think things can break his way. Uh, and right as I say that, I know Brad Keller is going to let me down tomorrow against Seattle, but I think I'm willing to roll him out there um, and, and just pray he gets 20 fantasy points. Chris Flexen, 6K, fly ball guy, low strikeout guy. Good matchup, but I'm probably out. Yep, not doing it. Yeah, I'm definitely not playing Chris Flexen. Um, that's a that's a big, big, big no for me. Um, don't want to be involved with, with him at all. Yeah, I just and, and like it's not like I even want to like stack against Chris Flexen. I, I mean, Perez is, is kind of pricey. You know, still waiting for Bobby Witt to get going. You know this is a great spot for him to potentially get going. So I don't mind maybe some cheap Kansas city bats. I don't ever pay for South Perez and I probably should do it more because he is someone that can hit two home runs in the game, but you know, it seems like it's two home runs or nothing right now, which is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sal pal, man. He, he, oof, he's trying, he, he tries not hitting the ball on the ground, but the ball is flying out of the park. When he does connect, I don't think I'm playing Perez here. I, I think I am going to pass on Perez in this spot. Not that I don't think he could he could get there, but I think I, want, I just want to allocate my salary uh, to to a few other places. So um, that's that's going to be my approach. Um, best hitting catcher in baseball, you think? Um. Uh, I like running down the catchers in my head, and I was like, thinking, "You don't think Real Muto's a little bit better overall?" Overall, I mean, right now, if I was building around someone, I'd take Real Muto. But I think, like, if you're power wise, I I still think it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, close. I agree. I agree. This this I, this I can agree with. Real sure. Muto probably ends with a higher average and on base percentage, but Perez ends with more home runs, right? Like. Yeah, I think like it depends on like what you classify as, but I think yeah, uh, power wise, I think it's Perez. And I mean, like we we have a couple guys like Will Smith is someone that comes to mind as some power we're catching. But Sal Perez, like he, if you're paying up for a catcher, it's usually Sal Perez. Um, any interest in the Seattle bats in this spot? Nah, I'm gonna pass. Yeah, I need Seattle to get on the road. I want to play some Winker, but I mean. Maybe he'll be cheap by the time they get out on the road. Suarez is 3,900. He's a good hitter. Um, if you just want to pay for the talent, it's there. It's still there. It doesn't matter what uniform he has on. So, Yeah. All right. We got the Dodgers at the Padres. And this game currently at eight and a half. We got a Dodgers minus 170. Julio Urias going up against Nick Martinez. Any interest here in Urias? See, this is one of those things where I I feel like at some point Urias is going to get there. Had an okay game against Cincinnati. That was in 65 pitches. Today against San Diego, I'm, I'm st I still don't trust him enough for 10-1. I'd rather play Verlander. I'm out on Urias, but it's mainly just the price. I, if he was 8K, I'd play him. 
I can't do it at 10 1 uh, against the Padres. And I know uh, Tatis isn't playing. Like, I understand that, but I think they've still got enough righties in this line to do some damage. He can still implode. I'm, I'm not playing Urias. I think he pitches well here, but how long do they let him go? I don't know if he's on an innings limit to start the year because he did throw a lot last year. And I mean, the Dodgers are just, I mean, they're built for World Series. So, like, in their eyes, they, you know, they, they want to get to the playoffs. So, I mean, 10 1 for a guy where, I mean, he threw fantastic in his last start against Cincinnati. I think he was 12 up, 12 down to start the game. And at 65 pitches in the fifth inning, they're like, you're done. So at 10-1, can he really hit that ceiling? Can he hit the Verlander ceiling? And I, I mean, the matchup is good. Don't get me wrong. Pitcher is good. But does he have that ceiling? Like, I think Kyle Wright has more ceiling for cheaper. So I, I, I lean towards like that. Um, but I, I won't be playing Padres. I'll tell you that. Um, Correct. Nick Martinez on the other side of this game. I mean, looked good in his first start against San Francisco and Atlanta just pummeled some home runs against him in his last start. Um, he's facing the Dodgers. We don't have to like spend a lot of time here. We're not playing him. Nope. Not doing it. Zero. Um, Dodgers bats. I mean, love, love free money. Freddie here. Bellinger's 3,100. I like that price tag a lot. Um, quietly, quietly, maybe the pressure is just not there for Bellinger hitting towards the bottom of the lineup, but he's off to a really strong start to start the season. And Edwin yeah. Rios is someone that I really like at 2,100 if he's in the lineup. So I'm digging some Dodgers bats here. Yeah. And the thing about it is Bellinger's, you know, he's 31. Like it, he's, he's like you said, Stevie quietly has been good. And, and he's hitting home runs again, too, right? Like, he's not going to hit one every game, but he's hit a, hit a pair this season or a couple this season. Like, I I like what I'm seeing. Freddie Freeman absolutely demolished the Braves when they came to town. I mean, it was – We're all uh, so shocked. Oh, gosh. I mean, he had one game where it just kind of didn't go his way, but the other two, Homer, Homer. Uh, he struggled yeah, in the for, game against Freed. <laughs> yeah. Shocking. Yeah, thanks for sending me out of town. By the way, uh, you're going to get punished now. Um, yeah, so at any rate, Freddie Freeman, he, he's going to be on the list today for sure. Yeah, thanks for not paying me. I'm going to hit home runs against you. <laughs> <laughs> and, I and love how he did and it. if we're good, we're going to have to see him again in the playoffs. Like, that's the – oh, gosh. And I mean, hey, it is what He's it such is. a likable dude, man. I Freddie Freeman, one of my favorite non-Red Sox players in baseball, so – uh, love free money, Freddie. Here, by the way, love him in this spot. So, yeah, and the Dodgers are on the road, so you get that extra at bat. Oh, yeah, I don't have any interest in the Padres. I, I think Urias is just too expensive. I mean, you could 5,400 5, for Machado is just a lot. Austin Nola, 4K. I just, I'm out on the Padres, yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, we finish it with Texas at Oakland. This game has an eight total. Um, pick them game pretty much everywhere. We got Glenn Otto versus Adam Aller. Um, Glenn Otto, it, <laughs> I have no idea what to expect. <laughs> I, I just, I, I mean, I, before we got rolling here, I, I did a little research and I, honestly, I, I really don't, I don't know what to expect. Um, do you have any interest here in Glenn Otto? We saw him a little bit. Last year, um, it was like 23 innings. He had some decent strikeout stuff. His swinging strike rate wasn't great. His strikeout rate was fine. Um, yeah, everything I've read, this guy, the biggest problem with Glenn Otto is just command. Yeah, I I'm not playing Otto here. <laughs> not, not doing it. Even against Oakland, who's, 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 who overall is a fairly high strikeout team. I I'm not doing it. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it. The strikeout rate, the swinging strike rate, is always concerning to me. Um, anyway, and then on the other side of this game, Adam Aller. <laughs> just, 
Oh, I mean, at least we have a little bit of sample size for him this season, but it seems like he struggles with command. Will, are these offenses that bad that this game has an eight total? That's what, like, this total is throwing me off. Um, well, I, I think they're, I think he has a downgrade, and they're, they're in Oakland too. Yeah. Which, which I think probably, that's probably, I would say 20, 25% of their decision, maybe even 30. In fact, they're in Oakland um, with two, with, you know, a slightly or a watered down Oakland team as it versus what it's been previously in the past. And then Texas has more of a beefed up team, but they're in Oakland. So um, I, I think that's the reason the total is a little bit too low. All right. Texas bats. Anything standing out to you for Texas? Um, I mean, look, I, I think we get on the, their main guys. And I, I think we, we do it right now. Court, Corey Seager's 5K, don't care. Uh, I, th- I definitely think we can get in some Seager. I don't hate Simeon. He's 4,100. Uh, don't hate him as well. You know, you go, you go into the outfield, you know, everybody's cheap. So I, I, I like, I just, I like this team in general in this spot. I like the over in this game. Call me crazy, but I like the over in this game. Uh yeah, I mean, Texas, you know, you mentioned some guys there. Garcia is 3,500. Low is 3,300. Um, if Heim catches, he's 3,300. If Brad Miller bats leadoff, he's 3,300. Like, a lot of cheap bats here, you know, for, for Texas. And then on the Oakland side of things, um, you know, Tony, Tony Kemp is – he's 3,600. He should bat leadoff here. Seth Brown's 3,300. Um, they finally moved Seth Brown up in the lineup. He's shown a little bit of power uh, against right-handed pitching over, you know, the last season, season and a half. So, I mean, I like I said, I kind of like the cheap bats if you need them as as potential, like you know, little you know, secondary stacks. But both sides are, I think, are okay in this game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I said, little mini stacks, um, different ballpark. I'm I'm loading up on this game just yeah, so you know, like yeah, for sure. If this game is in Cincinnati, I know it can't actually happen, but like, <laughs> Great America Small Park. Yeah, this game like 11 and a half total. <laughs> the ballpark huge factor here. <laughs> All right, morning grind game, and then we're gonna get out of here for the weekend. Uh, under eight thousand to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you like? Give me. I really don't like anyone. <laughs> Get it. Stevie, this 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 is probably the toughest part of the game today. I guess if I had to pick anyone. Jeez. Oh, Give me Chris. <laughs> Can it be no one, Stevie? <laughs> sure. Yeah, no one. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, just so you don't take my guy. No one's fine. Um, give me Reed Detmers, man, going up against Baltimore. <laughs> he he has some strikeout ability. He might give up some runs, but that's not part of the game. I'm just trying to pick strikeouts here. Like I said, if he comes in at four and a half, um, it'd definitely be something I'm looking at on price picks today. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Um Gotta got a lot of them as well. I'm gonna stick with the guy that um, I I think he should he shouldn't be the price this high. Give me uh, Peterson from the Mets. Yeah, I'm gonna go Freddie Peralta going up against Philly in Philly. Has not looked strong to start the season. Um, I don't think this is the best bounce back spot for Peralta. So. Uh, give me a guy over 4,000 to go yard today. Hmm. A lot of really good players here. Give me. You know what? Give, give me free money, Freddie. I like that. Um, I'm going to go Ozzy Albies today. I think he's going to go yard. I think he has like five home runs already on the season. Facing a, a lefty here, uh, Albie's always more power from the right side of the plate. 
Give me Albies. Uh, give me a guy under 4K to get two hits. Going to stay in that same game. Um, give me, give me Cody Ballinger. I like it. Marcelo Zuna, man, 3K. This price is ridiculous. Um, I love Ozuna today. He's probably my favorite value play in the slate. Yeah. Give me a stack to score six or more runs. I'm I'm staying away from my hometown team, the Braves, right? Um, just because I think it's a good spot for them. This is going to be um, – it won't feel like it on paper. Give me the Tampa Bay Rays against Michael Walker. All right. I like it. Um, I'm going Dodgers. Give me, give me the Dodgers. I love the Dodgers in this spot. So um, they're a team that I really like. So I'm going to go Dodgers. Uh, any bets standing out to you here night before? Not right off the top of my head. Um, Give me oh, – they've already got him low. Give me Brad Keller over four and a half strikeouts against Seattle. Yeah, I don't mind that one. Um, I mean, I'm seeing a couple books with Kopech at five strikeouts. Um, I like the over for that. I, I think he's in a fantastic strikeout matchup here. Five strikeouts against Tampa last time out. Um I like Kopech. This is a kid with huge strikeout ability. Um, if he's going to get a few yeah. extra pitches here, uh, seeing it, I, I'm seeing it on Prize Picks too because I was just curious. I pulled it up, um, so I'm taking the over on that right now over on Prize Picks for tomorrow. So, uh, Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, my friend, I am good to go. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm going to take the over on Kyle Wright strikeouts and Kopech, do a little power play over here on prize picks and um, take it to the bank. So that's going to wrap it up here for Friday. We'll be back Monday talking more baseball. If you're playing NASCAR this weekend, Talladega, one of my most probable racetracks, hopefully bringing the goods for everyone this weekend. Um, so if you haven't checked it out, rotogrinders.com slash premium slash nascar get in the discord make sure you're checking out the prop shop over there on discord as well i'm posting in there all the time i'm gonna yeah yeah i like to little give a little bit i'm gonna post this um power pick for baseball right now because i do think <laughs> why not um but anyway that's gonna wrap it up hope everyone has an awesome weekend we will see you again on monday